Well, let's look at uh, Colossians 1, verse 9. We've been in a series called Victory Over Darkness, and, um, you know, as I was preparing for this, just saw some things so clearly related to this. And, you know, it's Christmas season and Christmas this week, and uh, this relates so much uh, to this time of year and, and to what Jesus did on that cross and with his death, burial, and resurrection. Let's, let's look at Colossians 1, verse 9. It says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Look at verse 12 and 13. It says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Now look at verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. And look at what it says back in verse 12. Who qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. See, we're delivered from darkness. And this talks about here, and we're going to see this. This says that there's an inheritance of the saints in the light. God is light. The Bible said there's no darkness in Him. Let's look at these two verses in the Young's Literal Translations, or Young's Literal Translation, Colossians 1, 12 and 13, giving thanks to the Father who did make us meet for the participation of the inheritance of the saints in the light, who did rescue us out of the authority of darkness. In the Amplified Classic, it says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion, which is the inheritance of the saints, God's holy people, in the light. The Father has delivered and drawn us to Himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness. See, we were in darkness and God has delivered us from darkness. Well, if you're out of darkness, you're in the light. The light obliterates the darkness. In the CEV, it says, I pray that you will be grateful, for, uh, grateful to God for letting you have part in what He had pro has promised His people in the kingdom of light. God's kingdom is a kingdom of light. There is no darkness. Isaiah 9, verse 2, talking about Jesus, that He would come. 
It says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. The light of our Lord Jesus. In Matthew 4, verse 12, uh, quotes this, looks back on this. It says, Now when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Verse 16, The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. See, the world was in darkness. And Jesus came. He is the great light. He is the light that delivers us from the darkness. Luke uh, 2, verse 25, I'm just reading several of these scriptures and, and, and we'll get into some more things, but I want to give some of this as a background. Luke 2, verse 25, says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death, before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Talking about the birth of Jesus. And the birth of Jesus is referred to as a light. When Jesus came to the earth, light shown throughout the world. In the, in the spiritual realm, what was dark became light. The Bible says in 1 John 1 verse 5, it says, This is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. God Himself is pure. Light, there's nothing dark. You know, somebody talk, you know, people talk about having a dark side. God doesn't have a dark side. God doesn't have a dark spot. There's nothing dark in him. He didn't have a bad period in his life. He didn't go over a rough patch. Something that he'd like to forget. Pure light, pure truth, pure life, 
God is completely light. There's no dark thought. There's no dark action. Everything He does and always has done is right and pure and true. See, we're used to darkness in this earth. I don't, we don't understand how, how used to darkness we are. It's like, um, you know, if you're in a room that's not real well lit, but uh, you start to get kind of used to it. You know, when you first look around, you can't really see real well, but you, you start to get used to it. And um, you can see around. But then if there's a real bright light, I know this has happened to us. What was it? It was last week. We were sitting at our, our table, and I think it was in, the, in our uh, dining room. And it was, I think it was day. So we, it was, but it was kind of dim. It was like later afternoon or something. So it was, you know, there wasn't a lot of light. But we had the light over our dining room table. You know, you can dim it. So it wasn't full on, it was dim, but everybody just, you know, we were talking, and somebody, I don't remember who it was, flipped that light to full strength, and we were all like, oh my gosh, <laughs> put that back down. It's bright, and, you know, we did put it back down, but we were used to it being the level that it was. That's kind of like what we are in this earth. We don't realize the darkness that we deal with on a daily basis because we're used to it. The Bible says in Revelation, though, 21, look at this. Revelation 21, 22, talking about heaven. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city has no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. The Lamb is its light. God Almighty is the light, which means there's no shadow. Because He's there. Just, you know, there's, there's light everywhere. See, we can't comprehend that. We're saying, well, there's dark, there's night. Go to Revelation 22, uh, verse 1, just a little bit further down. It says, and He showed me a pure river of, of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. In the middle of its street on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore twelve fruits, each yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse. Talking about heaven. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. They shall see his voice, and his name shall be on their foreheads. Verse 5, there shall be no night there. Well, there you go. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light. God is light like we don't really comprehend with our natural mind. God is pure light. You don't need, you know, we look at the sun, can't look at the sun, it's just so bright. We were just talking about it yesterday. You know, there's all, the, now we have a coat of snow everywhere. 
Well, it's bright off the snow, but it hasn't really gotten warm since it snowed. But once it gets a little bit warm above freezing, then there's going to be a little bit of a glaze over the snow where that part's melted. And now when the sun hits off that, it's blinding. That's a fraction of the light that God is. You can't even, you know, have you know, heard people, you have witnessed to uh, having gone to heaven and seeing the throne is just like you can't, you can't see it. It's like there's just this pure energy. Imagine, I mean, it's God. Think of the powerful things that we know of on earth. Think of how powerful the ocean is. This is a tiny planet in the middle of just a solar system in the universe. This is God we're talking about. The amount of power that is on that throne, coming from that throne, is just incomprehensible. The light. This is God. And He is pure light. There's, just, there's no part of Him that's dark. There's no part of Him that's subpar. He doesn't have good qualities and bad qualities. He doesn't have strengths and weaknesses. It's just strong. It's just pure. It's just light. Let's look at John 1, verse 1. Jesus came. He's God. This world was dark. It is dark. Darker even then, there wasn't Jesus. But there's a darkness in the world had completely become dark. And God Almighty came to earth in the form of a man. John 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Talking about Jesus. Verse 3, all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made. Verse 4, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now we read multiple verses, that's why I wanted to read some of the other verses prior. We talk, it, it, the Bible says, the world has seen a great light. And there's, much, there's other verses that we could have read that are, uh, actually I'm going to read some of them. I don't, I don't know, I don't want to put you on the spot. Can you do a couple verses? Uh, just on the spot, I didn't give these to the video people. But Isaiah 42, verse 5 through 7, can you put that up? Trial by fire. Got a new video person back there. Look at that, they got it right up. Isaiah 42, verse 5 says, Thus says the Lord, this is talking about the Messiah, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth, that which comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it, and spirit to those who walk on it. Verse 6, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will, call, I will keep you and give you a covenant to the people as a light to the Gentiles to open blind eyes to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. And we could read other scriptures talking about over and over that, that Jesus came as a light, that the world was in complete darkness. But he stepped down. You can imagine it. When he came down, what, what did, what did the, the wise men follow? They were following a light. 
that came over where the king had no clue. These people had no clue what they're really dealing with. They don't know. They didn't have the Bible to look at it like we have the Bible. They didn't have revelation to understand that God Almighty sits on the throne in heaven and there's no sun there. I mean, they, don't, they didn't have the revelation. They didn't understand what had happened, that the king that they're coming to see is the God of all creation. And they had partial understanding, but not like what we're talking about. That that light that they were coming to see was going to shatter the darkness in the world. Verse, uh, let's go back to John 1, verse 4. It says, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. John uh, 1, verse 6. It says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light. John the Baptist came bearing witness to the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light. Notice, there's light, but then there's the light. There's that light. There's Jesus is the light. But was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse 9, that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Verse 10, he was in the world and the world was made through him. The world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Verse 13, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the, will, uh, nor of the will of man, but of God. See, Jesus was the light that came into the world. And the Bible says in verse 12 here, John 1 verse 12, as many as received him, he gave them to be the right, he gave them the right to become children of God. So the, the Son of the living God came into earth, stepped down into darkness, and He gave the right to all men, if they believe on Him, to become children of Almighty God. Look at John 8, verse 12. All these go together, and we're going somewhere. I want you to, to get something this morning. We're believing God that we're going to get everything out that we need to. I've never seen it like I've seen this, this when I was preparing for this. We're talking about victory over darkness. We're talking about authority that has been God-given over darkness. John 8, verse 12, Then Jesus spoke to them and Again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. 
So he's the light. God Almighty is the light of the universe. God Almighty sits on the throne and there's no dark in heaven because he's there. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He's the one that's shining in this dark area. Then he says, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness. He will not walk in darkness. Where the Bible says, we have been qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. We're delivered from the power of darkness. Well, how could you not be delivered from the power of darkness if you become children of that great light? That darkness cannot hold down the light. The light of God is what happens to us when we become born again. He dwells in us. That, that light obliterates any darkness. Therefore, there's no way darkness can have any authority over the light. It's a different, I mean, it's another angle. If you want to just say, how can darkness have any power over light? Well, then how can Satan have any power over you as a Christian? Because they're this, they, they, they work together. As a Christian, you are light, the Bible says. Look at John 12, 35. It says, Then Jesus said to them, A while longer, a little while longer, the light is with you. Talking about himself. Walk while you have the light lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. So Jesus isn't just talking about himself being the light. He's saying you become sons, daughters, children of light. Skip down to verse 44, John 12, 44. Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world. That whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. I have come as a light in the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Well, we read several scriptures at the beginning that said that Jesus, that through Jesus were translated out of the dominion of darkness, out of the kingdom of darkness, out of the authority of darkness, out of the authority, the dark power of Satan. Well, here he's saying Whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. So the darkness, or, or we have been, we get delivered out of that darkness because of the light that God is. God cannot be overcome with darkness. And so having him 
on the inside of us, having become born again, we become children of light. Therefore, darkness has no authority, no place in that light. There is no darkness in God, and through Jesus, there's no darkness in our reborn person, and therefore Satan has no authority over the Christian. That light drives away anything dark. That's why it's important not to give any place to the enemy, because that's letting darkness in. But as a Christian, I mean, I should say, in the world, the Bible says God gave the authority to people to choose and to believe on God, to believe on that light so that we could become His children. When we become His children, by definition, the light that He is is in us. Greater, at 1 John 4, 4, you don't have to put that up, but it says, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Well, you can see that. That light that's in us is greater than any of the darkness that's out here. It's, it emanates from us. Spiritually speaking. Ought to be, even naturally speaking. We are children of light. We're in the kingdom of light. And just as He is the light, now we are supposed to reflect His light. Be conduits for His light in the world. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. It says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Belial is Satan. Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. See, we have God on the inside of us, and here it just got done making this contrast. Go back to verse 14. What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? So righteousness is the believer. Lawlessness would be the unbeliever. What communion has light with darkness? Light is the believer. Darkness is the unbeliever. What accord has Christ with Belial or Satan? You could say nothing. Well, what has Light with darkness, nothing. What has righteousness with lawlessness, nothing. What part has a believer with an unbeliever? And then he says, you are the temple of the living God. So that the, the relationship with darkness and light is not muddled. It's saying there is no relationship. They are separate. So that light that God is, has power over any darkness. It has to be that way. So when you walk as a Christian, 
you have, as, as somebody that has believed on Jesus. See, Jesus is the light. Jesus is the way out of darkness. It's not Jesus is somebody's philosophy or something somebody made up that he's something, you know, that a, a way to God, just like other religions. Jesus is God. He is light and he is the way out of darkness. It's not, a, it's not a philosophy, it's not something, uh, you know, a religious creed or doctrine. It is the true way out of darkness. Only light can bring out of darkness. So when he came to the earth, you know, we, we celebrate this time of the, the, the year, Christmas. What is that light, that glow, that truth? It, it is the truth and the character of God that comes into the world. Light overtakes darkness. Some, something can be really dark. A situation can be really dark. Uh, you know, a, a family situation can be really dark. A business can be really dark. God's light coming into that situation shows truth. It shows the way out, and it shows the way to victory. No matter what else is going on, so when people come and they see the glimpse of what God has done through Jesus, that, that, that light is truth coming manifest, becoming manifest. That, that light shows the way to becoming right with God and coming out of the power of Satan and, and darkness. That's what, when we, when we talk about uh, Christmas... That's what we're saying. I mean, that's when people talk about the spirit of Christmas. What they're really talking about is God. What they're talking about is light. People see it. People see that light. They see glimmers of it. They, they don't necessarily understand it, but they say that they see it shining in you, in, through God, through, through His workings in the earth. You know, you hear a song. Some of the, the godly Christmas carols, not some of the ones that are just completely secular. But when you, you know, even when that was being sung earlier, there's, there's this light there. When you hear the words, and God is present in those words, there's a truth and a light that penetrates the atmosphere. That's because it's God. And God is light. And so as we come to Him, and people look at that light, they may not understand everything, but when they understand what Jesus did, that's the truth that will take them, even if people don't understand it, out of darkness into the kingdom of God. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 5 says, You are sons of light and sons of day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So God is light, Jesus is light, and He gave us the ability to believe on the light, to become children of the light, and now as we are walking in this earth, we become beacons of His light. We become actors in the world doing His will, to point, just like John the Baptist, we, we are not the light, but we point people to His light. 
We become reflectors of what He is. And we become ambassadors in this world for Him. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. That's, that's our, if you can say it this way, job description. I mean, there's so much noise in the world. So much noise in life. But you know what it boils down to? What we are doing, ultimately, as Christians, is to give witness to Him and His light, to be reflections of what He has done and will do for any person that calls on Him. He called us out of the darkness into His light. Ephesians 5 verse 8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. See, we're children of His light. Um, you know, I've said this many times, and of course it, it fits here. And it, it, this, this had such an impact on me. But uh, I'll just share this account again because it fits. And you've heard me tell the, the account of, of the, the missionary down in Panama. And it makes even more sense in this context. We, we as a church in Lincoln, Nebraska, we supported uh, these missionaries that were in Panama, been there for years and years. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, just as an aside... Just do what God calls you to do and don't worry about what anybody else does or what they're doing and don't uh, get caught up on if you would like what somebody else does or somehow would they like what you're doing because we're all called to do different things. And what may look really hard to you or like undesirable to you, if somebody else is called to it, they're gifted for it, and they're able to walk in it, and vice versa. Sometimes we get off because we're looking at somebody else and go, well, how do they do that? Or, boy, I really wouldn't want, thank God I'm not called there. Well, that's why you're called to do what you're called to do. And when people talk about mission, because why I'm saying that, these people were like, they were there without running water in certain, uh, a certain time. Uh, it was really hot in, in areas, and just the conditions were not good. And I talked to them personally, and they said we loved it. They said, don't feel sorry for us. It's what we're called to do. Now, somebody else may look at it and go, never do that. Well, if you're not called to do it, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you know, they may look at what you're doing, so I wouldn't want to do that. It's all, we got to do what God calls us to do, and there's going to be grace and help to do it. But anyway, these people were, were talking, and they talked about how uh, they, you know, there in the middle of the forest, in the back woods, all this, 
they, you know, there were real witch doctors. They're real people that, that, that walked in the power of Satan. That's dark. If people, you know, people think that that's not real. It's real. I remember, you know, another, a friend of mine talking, this is not to glorify the devil, uh, but he was down in, in an area like this. He, he's, a, he's an evangelist, became a pastor, but I was talking to him, and, or maybe he was just preaching it, came to our church different times, but he was talking how he was there, and, you know, he goes, you know, you can know who you are in Christ and know the authority of the believer. He said, but it's just a different thing when you start experiencing the actual power of darkness right in front of you. And he said these, these people, you know, because he was, he, he said, you know, he, he, maybe he was young and a little stupid and arrogant, thinking, you know, well, I would just do such and such if I was presented with something. He goes, and then there was this person, and these people were dealing with demons, and this person started levitating right in front of him. And he goes, it's a little different when the person is actually levitating right in front of you. You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to cast this thing. And then somebody is actually, there's that demonic power in front of you levitating. And he, he rebuked the thing, and it, it left. But uh, this stuff's real. And you need to know what we're talking about here. That we have authority over any darkness. And so... These people would talk about, they, they would deal with real power, witch doctors. And there was a witch doctor that got saved. He came out of the darkness. So he knew what it was like to be in that dark. You imagine? I don't want to imagine. You're dealing with demonic stuff and you're flowing into that to the degree that's working through you. You're that intimate with the devil. Don't ever want to be... Anywhere near that. But these peop this, this man became saved. He got out. He, deliver he got delivered from the power of darkness. But he said, when we would see and know that a Christian was walking through the, the forest, he said it was like this glow, this light that would go throughout the forest, and we knew that a Christian was walking because there was this power emanating from the person. Well, you can see that very clearly from everything we've talked about. God Almighty is that pure light. And He, re he resides inside the spirit of a Christian. And so that Christian is walking through the forest, doesn't even know what they're carrying. And that's what the man was said. He goes, you, if people only knew what they were carrying, they would never be afraid of the devil. But the person would walk through and he said, we as witch doctors knew when a Christian was walking through. We could see it in the spiritual realm. It was like this glow that would go out. Well, that's the power of Almighty God that resides in any Christian. Satan knows it. That light, that blinding light we're talking about, that's in the spiritual realm. When you walk around... You are carrying the light of God. The spiritual realm is being influenced by that light. And so there is no darkness that can overcome that light. It's like this man said, though, we need to understand that that's the case. In other words, you can have this light, this power, and be convinced that somehow Satan has authority over you. It's not true. We need to understand that that light inherently 
dominates darkness. What happens when, you know, if we were in this room, I'm not going to do it because we're streaming as well, but if, if this room were completely dark, and it does get dark in here, there's no outside windows. If you have those doors closed, it's pitch dark in here. You can't see anything. And uh, it's kind of interesting, when you turn these lights on and off, you know, they're fluorescent, you can see them light up. It's like, I don't know, you know, what exactly, it's not just, boom, they're all at the same thing. You see whatever's happening move from one side to the other. But the light, when the light comes on, there's no dark. It's not like a portion of the dark that's, that's trying, like in the middle, trying to fight. It's gone. But when the light shows up, the dark's gone. I said, when the light shows up, the dark goes. That is a picture of who we have on the inside of us. When the light is there, and when the light asserts itself, darkness cannot stay. Any more than God would be intimidated or pushed back by the darkness Finally, Matthew 5, verse 14. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He said, I'm the light of the world. And now he says, you're the light of the world, disciples. Well, it's the same light. We're not God, but we have God on the inside. A Christian means that you're a child of God. Now you have the light. We are the light of the world. And as Christians, you don't have to take it upon yourself to be something and get people to look at you. What we need to do is make sure people are looking at Him. That's all we have to do. Some people get caught up with, am I doing everything perfect? Well, assuredly, you're not. I'm not. Some people get caught up, well, you know, if I don't do everything perfect, then you know, I won't be a good witness. Well, yes, you, we want to l live, like it says here, let our good work shine. But you're not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect at it. Part of it is walking as a child of God, knowing what He did, and being humble. If we do miss it, we say, I missed it. You know, that's getting more and more rare. Somebody actually makes a mistake and tells you I made, you know, I was wrong. A lot of people just go on and act like, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Well, that's not godly. If we made a mistake, just say, you know what, hey, I missed that. I'm sorry. Here. That's a witness right there. Oh, you're not pretending to be perfect? Jeez, that's that's different. Now we are to to walk as Reflections of His light, honor Him, and walk in the authority that He's bought and paid for.
and it is non, if I can get, I, I'm trying my best to get this across. But if we can get one thing, you can take with you. To know that the light that is God, the light that Jesus is, the reason he came, that light, when we believed on him, is now in us. And the darkness in any form has no, it has no way to overcome that light. It's not like you trying to say, well, gosh, do I have the authority? It is, does light drive out darkness? And the answer to that is empirically, yes. Well, we already read scripture. The Bible calls you light. The Bible says you are light. Satan is darkness. So then a plus, you know, 2 plus 2 equals 4. Light drives out darkness. Darkness has no authority. doesn't matter what form it takes. Period. It's, it's I mean, you, you, you take faith by the heart. But faith, the more we understand... It, you don't have, you know, when you're trying to grasp for something, it's because our knowledge of the word is limited. The more we understand about the, what the word says, you believe, but you're believing based on fact. So when we know more of the word, which is why, why we listen to the word, why, why we're doing this this morning, light is coming. The more light that comes, things become clear. And easy. And there's not a doubt. It's like, well, of course you have to go. You're darkness. I am speaking in light. And it becomes not a question. It becomes, this is the way it is. If God is light, pure light, and Jesus came as that light, and he called me and you lights and said, we've been delivered out of darkness into his light. That's a fact. We see scripture after scripture after scripture. Then when darkness tries to raise our head, there is only one solution if we will enforce it, and that is darkness has to go. The light must triumph. We have victory over darkness all the time. It's not, oh, can I believe that? Try to believe that. It is. It's an authority. Light drives out the darkness. Period. Every time. When was the last time you turned on the light if the light was working and it didn't become light in the room? Light always drives out darkness. Always. Well, there's a shadow. Not if you put the light on that side. Drive it out every time. Well, I don't know about this area of my life. Just put the light on it. Stand up and believe what God said, and the darkness has to go. Say, so, well, but the darkness is not going. It has to go to shine the light on it. Amen.